As much as we wish that the world was fair and balanced, the reality is that some people are more vulnerable than others. Some are vulnerable because of their circumstances or things that they can't change. Others are vulnerable because they belong to a group that's consistently preyed upon, and these groups can change over time. Vulnerability can come from a lack of information, a lack of physical ability, or just because you trust someone when you shouldn't. And while you might believe that the vulnerable should be protected, the truth is that a lot of the time, they're just singled out as prey. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss six murders from the 80s committed by serial sexual predator David Leonard Wood, a man who dragged vulnerable young girls and women into the desert and then murdered them. Known as the Desert Killer, this man was responsible for all kinds of different heinous crimes throughout his lifetime. But today, we'll focus primarily on one specific assault and his six confirmed murders. This is part one. Before we jump too far into the murdery bits, I do just want to take a little time to thank you all for your support. This week, we are officially celebrating the first anniversary of Among the Dirt and Trees, and I honestly can't believe that we're already here. I know that's a pretty generic sentiment, but I have to say that going from joking about running a podcast to actually running a podcast with over 70,000 downloads in its first year is kind of a wild experience. I don't know what I expected. Mostly nothing, really. So now averaging over 10,000 downloads a month seems pretty wild to me. Obviously, I'm just some random person on the internet who could have just been shouting into the void, but you guys have taken that and turned it into a whole thing. So I really appreciate your ongoing support and your interest in my show. I know that there have been a lot of changes and a lot of growth, so thank you for your feedback and for showing up to listen every single week. You guys are the best, and I really appreciate you. Unfortunately, David L. Wood was not the best, but he certainly tried to be the worst. I wasn't around in El Paso in 1987, mostly because I wouldn't exist for another half decade, but I can safely assume that like any other place, when local women started going missing, it was a cause for concern. In only three months, six women went missing in El Paso. In the grand scheme of things, that isn't a lot, and that's kind of terrifying. But people go missing every day, and they show up fine later. In this case, however, these women didn't show up later, and some of them weren't even reported as missing in a way that put them on police radar. Their disappearances weren't random or one-off events. These women were murdered, and they were all murdered by the same person. But at the time, police didn't know that. At least not initially. Little details began to emerge, 
like several of the victims being seen climbing into a pickup truck or getting on the back of a motorcycle. The vehicles always had the same physical description, which was an obvious point of interest for police. But again, these people were just missing. No one knew they were dead. With time, it became clear that they were likely looking for one person, and given the fact that it was women that kept disappearing, they were fairly certain that it was a man, likely with a vested interest in young women. The victims ranged from 14 to 24, but no one was quite sure whether they actually were victims at this point. They were missing, which was a point of concern, but things get a little tricky when people go missing and they're never found. For all police knew, there was a good chance the women just went somewhere willingly, or ran away. But given the fact that some of the victims were minors, that was a little iffy. Police needed to find the women, and in September, they were finally given their first lead. We're here to discuss a murder, but when you have a man out on the streets hunting women, murder is generally only one part of the intended crime. In this case, in the month of July, right in the middle of the string of disappearances, a woman was attacked. While she was walking home from the store, a man stopped by to ask her if she needed a ride. It was a nice offer. A neighborly offer. And I hope that we're at a point now where absolutely no one would be willing to take someone up on this offer. At this point in my life, Henry Cavill could show up in full Witcher attire and offer me a ride, and I would 100% assume that he intended to murder me. And I would say no. I don't care how nice someone is. I don't care if they're handsome or they have a puppy or their elderly mother is in the vehicle. Getting in the car with total strangers is never a good idea. But this is 2022. And 1987 was different. Hitchhiking was still normal. People didn't meet online, they met in person. I would never blame her for getting in the car, but I would highly advise against doing it now with what we know. Unfortunately, she didn't know what she was getting into. She was just grateful to have a ride home. Except, he didn't take her home. First, he made a stop at an apartment. He ran inside, and when he came out, he had rope in his pocket. I think we can all agree that that is just never a good sign. But he got back in the car and started driving out towards the desert. And that wasn't the only strange thing he did. He started driving all over the area, and I actually think that this was intentional. But I'll explain that later. Eventually, he stopped the car and he got out. Then, he demanded that she exit the vehicle as well. I cannot even imagine what was going through her mind other than probably every part of her brain screaming that she was going to die. Being in the desert in the middle of nowhere with a stranger that has rope is definitely a worst-case scenario in my opinion. The man pulled out a blanket and a shovel and then he proceeded to tie her to the front of the truck. 
again, this is just unimaginably terrifying. Once she was tied up, he just left her there and then walked over to a nearby bush where he immediately started digging. After a while of digging, he came back with a blanket and proceeded to rip apart her clothes while forcing her to the ground. But then, something happened. Voices could be heard in the distance, and suffice it to say that he freaked out, clearly assuming that he was going to get caught. He forced her back into the car and then drove to a completely different location. He raped her, but once again, he was interrupted. There were more voices, and apparently he decided to cut his losses because he hopped back in the car and abandoned her there, leaving her in the desert naked. I couldn't find anything saying how she got home, but I do know that she didn't report it to the police. Like plenty of women, especially back then, I'm sure she just assumed that it wouldn't do any good and nothing would come of it. But she did find her voice later when she heard about all of the missing women in the area. Some of the details startled her, and she began to wonder if she might not have dodged something far worse than what she already endured. She went to police and told them about the attack and then led them to the location where he attacked her. And it was there that they made a startling discovery. Six bodies were found in the area. Now, remember how I said he was driving all over and even went to two different locations? I'm pretty sure he did that intentionally to ensure that she couldn't find her way back home or lead police back in the off chance that she did escape. And I don't think that he planned on her escaping. This is just a theory, but disorienting a victim is something that people do, and maybe he was preparing for this exact worst-case scenario where she actually got away. Of course, his plan didn't work here. But if you want to learn how police managed to track down David Wood or learn about his other victims, you'll have to head over to part two. So thanks, guys. 